Welcome to Shot Callers, and today we have a special guest, Gina Gabellini, a master business coach and chief rabble rouser of Masterpiece Coaching. After 20 years of liberating business owners from the curse of not enough and the myth of hard work pays off, she knows without question that you can make massive amounts of money and impact millions, even if you've been struggling for years. Um, if you're willing to flip the switch in your thinking, chuck the old school rules in the toilet and stay true to the lights you that lights you up and turns you on. Gina, thank you for showing up on our show. We're so excited to have you. I'm happy to be here. We're going to have some fun. Absolutely. You know, what's what's funny is I looked today, just so you know, I signed up for your first course. So I've been a fan for years. I signed up for your first course, Designing Your Masterpiece on June 25th, 2013. That was the first <laughs> course I got of yours. So just the heads up, I looked today, I wanted to see how long. I've been following you for a very long time, so it's an honor that you're on the show. Oh, well, thank you. Look, we have, we have hidden followers you never even know are out there. That's right. That's absolutely right. And I love, I love your books. I really do. Uh, I know we'll try to get as much in as we have today because I know you're on limited schedule. So um, what did the, the journey to success look like for you, Gina? Uh, it was up and down and all around. <laughs> it was pure excitement in the beginning. Okay. Like, oh my goodness, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I became almost like a, you know, born again coach. I was, anybody who would listen to me, I'm like, you must get coached. If not by me, by somebody. It's yeah, like, if you're smart, you're going to get a coach. You have to get a coach. So I was just, I had no idea how to market. The internet wasn't a thing. So I was just, you know, talking to everybody and people probably thought I was crazy, except for some people said yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And then well, I think once I knew, like, oh, you should be doing all these other things. You should grow the business to be even bigger. And here's how you do it. I think that's where things actually went wonky. Okay. <laughs> I, and I really love... I love your techniques that you do online and whatnot to get, you know, because we get so much overwhelm as entrepreneurs and that's what our fans are, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. So um, I love all your ideas surrounding that. Well, you know, it's because I know how to make things easy now because I was that girl who made it all overcomplicated, hard. I felt like it was always the hustle and not the fun kind of hustle, the kind of hustle where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm always behind. I need to do more. I need to do more. Look at all these people making seven and eight figures. They say, this is what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. And I'm like, just keep running. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Just don't stand still and you'll be okay. Right. That's, that's <laughs> mindset. Yeah. Well, how would you say your mindset, how would you say mindset determines success? I think that mindset is everything. I think okay. if you don't make it your number one priority in your business, I think you can still make a lot of money if you don't make mindset your priority, but I think that you will not be enjoying yourself on the way. You'll make things complicated. You'll have to push harder. Okay. Uh, you'll have like through sheer force, get things yep. done. Mindset fuels every decision we make. It determines whether something is easy and we find the resources we need. It's about how to, you know, when your mindset is focused on, yes, this is what I want this is how I want it to be, and you allow it to be easy, it can. It's like people serve things up to you where you don't have to go looking for the stuff. The stuff comes to you. Yeah. It's like, I've been looking for a cabin on a lake house. I've been saying I want it for a long time. About two years ago, I got serious. Like, all right, right. 
I'm 52 now. Where's the lake house? And I noticed like a few months ago, I thought, you know, I've been looking for a lake house. I haven't decided that I'm getting a lake house. And so, you know, I follow Zillow and I get all the updates for the houses that are for the, on the market in the area that I want. All of them are either not on the lake or they're piles of you know what. Yeah. And, and so about a month ago, I said, that's it. Getting the lake house, it's happening before the kids go back to school in the fall. And it, this is just what's happening. I'm getting the lake house. I am not kidding you. Three days later, my godmother says, hey, there's these two cabins on the lake. And I think they're about to go for sale. So we drive up there last week and then a new one pops up. It's the only one we go and look at. We walk in like, this is the nicest cabin I've seen on the lake. It's not on the market yet. The guy is waiting for us. He said, if you are interested, I was about to call a realtor. We're not going to do it. We'll do the deal with you. I'm like, this is what happens when you actually finally decide <laughs> that something's happened versus I'm talking about it. I want it. I'm thinking about it versus no, this is what's happening. We're doing it. Game on. What kind of advice do you have for entrepreneurs in that situation to get to that decision point versus just, you know, talking about it? I mean, I know that's happened to me a lot. And that just like that story, do you have any tips for, for entrepreneurs that haven't decided yet? Yeah. <laughs> Make the decision. Make it the doesn't decision. cost you anything. Yeah. It's free. And there's something empowering about saying, this is what will be so what do I need to, how do I need to show up in order for that to happen? Who can help me? Um, how can I make it easy? And the decision feels like forward motion. When you're thinking about it, you're just thinking about it. You kind of piddle around. You might look at some ideas. You might do some implementation. But what I notice is as soon as I make a decision, that is when you get those like downloads. Yeah. It could be in the shower. It could be in the middle of the night. You're like, this is my new idea for the business. And we're going to do this, this, and this. And, oh, wait a minute. I should call so-and-so. They can help me. It's like, and I think the reason why people don't, I think that they either feel it's, it's going to be harder than it has to be, whatever that thing is that they want, uh, whether it's a monetary goal or a new idea they want to get online. And they think that there's some goal police <laughs> right, looking to see, like, hey, you didn't do it by the day you said, you know, you're a failure. Yeah. It's like, it's okay if you don't get it in the exact time frame. I like to say, you make the decision, be fierce about like, this is exactly what's going to happen while still being unattached. So it's more from, hey, how can we make this a game? If we're going to make it possible in some crazy amount of time, which I think is always the best way to decide, decide sure. something bigger better, faster <laughs> yeah. than you think can happen. So that way your mind will get out of like the forcing thinking hard and into, wow, we need to get really creative because I don't even see how that's possible. Yeah. Just get delusional about it, right? Yes. Delusional. I like that word. I'm going to yeah. steal that word. I like yeah. it. Go for it. That's, that's all of my thinking is delusional. Yeah. Everybody just looks at me like I'm crazy and that's, I love thinking big and the whole concept of it. So um, that's, that's, I love the, what you're talking about. So, um, as far as like all, a lot of your programs are about attracting five-star clients. Can you explain, uh, what a five-star client is and, and a little bit about that and how that's changed now because of COVID lately, I guess. 
<laughs> well, I think that most people think when I say five-star client that it means only high-end client. And I don't mean that at all, although definitely could be. Sure. I think five-star client is really the client that is perfect for you and your business in every way. And if you see, if you decide that you're only attracting five-star clients, you start getting very specific in your messaging. You get very specific and clear when the wrong client doesn't show up and they're three-star or two-star. Because we all know, we know what they look and feel like. Yeah. But a lot of times we're just like, hey, we need the money. Just, uh, you want to hand me the money? I don't care if you're two-star, bring it. And then yeah. you really realize later, like, this makes me want to hurt people. I do not want to work with this person. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. I, I love that part. I always tell people, whoever I work with, the best moment is when my mentor, I saw him and I turn away a client and explain to him. And he like, we got done and we talked about it. And I'm like, that has to be the best feeling. Because when you're new and you're starting out in any business, you'll accept anybody and you'll, and you'll take clients when you know this is going to be 10 times harder to take on this client than if you would just wait and, and it would be a two-way street. You would get a client that fits for you. You'd interview them as much as they would interview you. So I love that five-star client thought process. Yeah, it's, it's a decision. And I think also if you decide that you're only getting five-star clients, whenever you're speaking on stage or you're blogging or you're writing a marketing message, and you're only talking to your five-star client, it's so much easier to find the words. And if I just, I just imagine that they're, they're, everybody I'm talking to is my future five-star client. So I can let it all hang out. I can talk how I want to. I can use my Valley girl speak. You know, you all thing. They'll still think it's cool. And even if they don't think it's cool, they'll tolerate it because they like me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's okay to be vulnerable. And I notice on your messages, on your YouTube videos and your interviews that you do, Everybody who says comments, they're always, you know, you have a great tribe. So I think that's, that's amazing. And that speaks volume to your theory on five-star clients, really. Well, it's like, if they're five, if we're meant for each other, I consider it a love affair. Yeah. And in all love affairs, you, you really, ideally, let it all hang out. And the more you let it all hang out, the more y'all love on each other. And the more you're getting those repeat buyers, because there's no facade. We're just yeah. letting it all hang out. And they like that brand of crazy, whatever right. it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. And a great compound effect keeps going with that. That's great. Um, how does your relationship with money determine how many clients or customers buy from you? It determines everything. Okay, perfect. <laughs> First of all, we have the people who are the do-gooders, which hopefully sure. we all make, want to make a positive impact. But some people feel the guilt, like, I, I don't think I can take this much money uh, from somebody from this work that I do because it comes to me so naturally. It's so easy for me. So we're always making up stories about money. We just are. Right. That, and how we feel about money determines if we allow clients in or we let them trickle in and the type of clients because it's a, a can how much how easy do we believe it can be to let the money in and can we allow ourselves to like let in big sums of money whether for some people that feels like six figures is big some people are seven figures some people are eight figures or right. more but do we believe that we have to twist ourselves in a pretzel to get there do we believe that it has to be a long trajectory to get there? And it, it's funny because I love money, but I'm still always limiting myself. Right. Always. You know, like, oh my gosh, well, 
I don't see that I'm launching anything right now. So how can I come up with another 50 grand this month if I'm not actively launching anything? Like right. I have to, you know, that comes up all the time for me. And I'm like, hold on, what's the decision? Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to let in? And every time I do that, it's like these crazy sales come in where I haven't been promoting something. People pay in full for like a, a 10K program. But again, it comes back to the decision. Am I willing to allow it to be easy? Can it be fast? And how much am I willing to let it come in? And am I willing to let more than enough in? I think most people are always setting their goals for, well, let me get more than I have now. And then they figure like, that was for me too. I remember when I, I was just starting my business, six figures was the holy grail. Right. And I finally arrived at six figures. <laughs> I don't really feel like I have very much money still. Yeah, it doesn't feel that much different. Yeah. <laughs> I live in California. I'm kind of broke still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, like we always need to be shooting for more than enough so that there is excess so we can I, ideally we would all be choosing what we want for our business and for our lives based on preference, not money. Right. Because if we're constantly determining what we can say yes or no to based on money, we're not ever going to stretch into new territory. We're going to be constantly limiting ourselves. Because as soon as you say yes to something, even if it's out of your price range, and this is what your five-star clients will do for you, those of you listening, even if they don't have the money or you don't have the money in the moment, once you say yes to something, of course, you're going to be resourceful and right. you know, everything's going to come together and converge to support you. So you can say yes to the thing. But if you go, oh, I don't have the money. I can't say yes. You're going to be saying no to a lot of things and you're going to be depressed and mad. Yeah. And less resourceful. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And that's, you know, that's what I like. And thank you for being on the show, because on, on that, I love that you've been in the business for a very long time. Because I think in, in our industry, there for a while, we had a lot of people um, who would just come in and just, you know, um, advertise that they were the next best thing. And, and they had no background with business and hadn't been any. And we've been fortunate to get people who have been around for a long time and have really grown in the business. So I really appreciate that part. And I appreciate you being here. Um, so how much uh, marketing do you have to do to create wealth from your business? Now. As much as you want to. <laughs> All right. No, not the correct answer. <laughs> but true. It is a true answer, though. So that, I get that. Yeah. I think that I just did a live stream on this last night and on Facebook. And I was talking about how, again, I think it comes back to the, de the decision. What, what, what do you want to build? Like, I want an empire. Not everybody wants an empire. Right. I want to, I want to leave transformational programs and books, things that people will use for years to come, things that I'm proud of. But if I look at, well, how many people do I want to impact? How much money do I want to make? And I look at, well, what's the kind of lifestyle I want to have while I'm doing all of that? Because for me, I have still small children. I like, obviously I want a lake house. I like to yeah. water ski. <laughs> I want to, I don't want to be stuck in the office. Right. But so I have to ask myself, well, in order to get what I want, and if I'm serious about that, what is the way that feels most aligned for me to get to point B and how to do it consistently? Because if, if we're not in front of people, they actually forget that we even exist. Right. And two, to me, marketing is a part of that love affair with our future five-star clients. So to me, if I'm not marketing, I'm actually bored. 
I'm like, I'm not talking to my people. There's not a two-way communication here. I have just loved them up and left them if I'm not messaging. Right, right. They are off. They're going to think I dumped them and they're going to go find somebody else to go love up. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think, I think we, you have to be in love with the process to be in this business. You really do. And I, I know I love the process and I, I don't remember how long ago I realized that, but the process is just as much love for that as it. Cause there's never really, you're always trying to attain more. I mean, essentially. And so, um, loving the process is part of it. <laughs> it is. And I think that marketing, if you can look at it this way, it is a, a, a way for you to get more creative and tap, tap into innovation. It's a way for you to get, continue to get more clear about how you're helping people and what you help them do. And I also think it's a way for you to fully lean into how authentic and loud and proud, not loud as in forcing people, but just being like taking a stand right. for what you help people achieve and do. So to me, it's kind of, it's personal growth experience to market. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Um, we have too, we have a lot of, so with my one company, we do, uh, we train financial planners all over the United States. And I know we need to sometimes sit down and do a webinar and kind of do a Q and A with them because the amount of people that we could probably get clientele wise for you that need your help because they always try to, you know, they don't simplify things and they always try to overdo and like, or, or, you know, they just want to buy a program and let it work for them, but not actually do the work. And I think your processes would work so well for so many people that um, are within our network that we just, we got to make some noise for you. <laughs> I mean, we really I like that. See, <laughs> make some noise for me. I love it. <laughs> I will. That's the whole point of this. That's what we want to do. So, um, so when you talk a, a lot about uh, bringing fun into your business, which you can tell you're, you, you seem like an amazingly fun person. Um, how can uh, entrepreneurs bring more fun into the mix and still get things done? Well, if you already assume that whoever you're going to be talking to, whether they're a future client in your marketing or they're people who are actually in your world and you're serving them now, if we expect that they're all five-star clients, it's a lot more easier to have fun because we don't have to perform we don't have to impress. We don't have to convince people. So we are free to just show up how we are. And for me, I like to turn everything into a game. So it could be with, you know, like I'm big on putting money in savings because I have all these things I want to spend it on actually. Right. So it's like, cool. Well, how can we make it a game where we're constantly putting a certain percentage of every time money comes in, we move a percentage of that into savings. Or I remember when I was first building my coaching practice, I totally did not know how to market. I did it all wrong. But what I did have was passion. There you and go. So I, said, I know I'm being lazy and kind of scared of the phone because back in those days, people did not find you with the internet. It was about networking. It was about going out into the world, yep. getting leads, calling people, following up. I mean, it was so much harder, I think, back yeah. then. It was it's a different scary. world. Yeah. Such a different world. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm so scared to pick up the phone. I have all these leads. I got at the networking meeting and I'm just looking at the phone procrastinating and feeling like a loser because I'm procrastinating and just like being walking around my house feeling tense. And I thought, all right, we got to make this a game because clearly this is not going to work. Right. Yeah. And so it just became the no game. How many no's can I get today? 
because I knew if I wasn't afraid of getting a no, it was going to be so much easier. So I would do the no game. It's like, I can't relax. I can't go have fun. I can't do anything until I get my five no's for the day. And of course I would get all these yeses because I was not attached. You know, I wasn't putting pressure on myself to get the yes. I wasn't right. like horrified if I got the no. So it made me more relaxed and the game works. That's yeah. literally how I built my business. That's you got a couple of great points there. First of all, how did, how do you, what advice do you have to people to getting over rejection? I always tell people when they're working with us and they're like, Oh, how do, how do you, can you withstand rejection so much? I said, well, usually, I mean, it's pretty easy for a guy to understand rejection. We've been rejected all our <laughs> life. I said, so, you know, cause I've had been approached on doing courses on this. So what advice do you have on rejection and getting the five no's, which I love because if you get the five no's, like you said, you're going to run into some yeses. I think I don't look at it as rejection. I'm just always evaluating it. Are you my five? Are you my next five star client or not? And I, I just assume, assume. Of course you need me. Yeah. Of course you need what I'm selling. If you didn't, you wouldn't be attracted here. Yeah. I assume that the only reason people would say no is I actually can't deliver what they need, so it wouldn't be a good client for me. Two, they're not financially ready to commit. They don't see themselves actually getting the outcome. So if they say no, it's not about me. And if, if it's no, it doesn't matter. There's a line of five-star clients you know, that are perfect for all of us. I, I always like to imagine they're everywhere because I really do believe this for all of us. There are more than enough five-star clients for all of us. It's just a matter of, are you energetically allowing them to find you or not because when we're scared of rejection we're literally it's like putting a close sign out on your door and people can't find you it doesn't matter how much you're messaging how you know frequently you're marketing when you are not just like of course you want me yeah that's the attitude then it's hard for people to find you because you're always questioning your ability to attract clients you're second guessing your offer you think that your messaging is all messed up you could be lousy at enrolling people because you just don't know how to talk about your offer. But if your energy is in the right place, people are going to say yes. They're going to understand that they can trust you and they can trust that your solution is perfect for them. So it's like, we just got to hang loose. Let your passion take over, right? Let your passion take over, own your awesomeness. And you might have to get pumped up by friends and mates frequently, write your list of 20 things about why your solutions rock, post it on your wall if you need to, but assume you're a badass. Yeah. If you don't assume you're a badass, your clients can't trust you because you don't trust yourself. Right. Yeah, that's very, very well put. Yeah. And you're really, you're digging out, you're getting out those three and those two, three star clients out of the way so you can get to the five star clients. So you're just moving through them. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, on, on that, do you feel like, because I love that you talk about, you know, the phone calls and, you know, how you had to go out and network and all those different things, because I've had to do those as well. Do you feel like that makes you appreciate how things are today and how much easier it is to get your name out there? I mean, I know that I wouldn't have it any other way. I, now, if you would have asked me 20 years ago, I would have said something different. But when I talk to people I always make them and train people. I make them do some of the harder things because they have no idea how easy it is now. <laughs> it is so easy right now. We have the internet. You can, I mean, you can say anything anywhere and there's going to be eyes on you. It right. is 
a beautiful thing. And yet people are still scared. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't have any, I don't have information. I'm not an expert yet. We all have opinions. We all know what those opinions are. We all have intuition. Whatever you feel in, you know, in, inclined to talk about, there's going to be somebody who wants to listen to you. So just talk. Absolutely. And no matter how big of an expert you are, there's always going to be somebody who doesn't want to listen to you. So you're always going to have the haters as much as the people who love you. So uh, totally. When you've got haters, you know you are doing the right thing. The more visible I got, the more people were like, oh, you're just another, you know, scammer, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do you think that I actually don't read your comments? I am an actual human being who cares deeply about the work I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's always a hard thing to get over. Eh? I know it's always been a struggle for me, you know, no matter how bad you want to push that aside, but you're right. You got to look at it as you finally got the attention. Now you're doing something right. Yeah. I agree completely. Um, well, I know you're limited on time, Gina, um, but I do want to share, I want you to share how to get a hold of you. And I want to tell everybody, you give away some of the top tier, highest quality free content to help entrepreneurs and to help people. Um, I want to thank you for that. And I just want people to know that they have to go and start following you because of that. Some of the best, I will say some of the best that I've seen over the years that you just offer up you know, and, and you have great programs. So how do, how do people find you? Yeah. So I'm going to give you something so simple, but here's the thing. Y'all are going to think it's so simple that you might not use it. And that would be a huge mistake. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a free template. If you go to more clients, now template.com more clients, now template.com. Okay. It's a daily practice to me, the most profitable thing you can do for your business every day. It takes five minutes or less. And it will really help you shift your mindset so that your, fo your focus is on your target. You feel more confident and you can start attracting momentum because you'll start collecting evidence about you being on the right path and all the things that are working because we're so, most of us are so, um, what do you want to say? It's we're doing habitually. We think we're not moving fast enough. We're not doing enough. There's not enough clients showing up enough. We're always in that not enough place. Right. And it's imperative that we get into like, it's all happening. More than enough is happening if I just open my eyes and look for it. So more clients now, template.com. Use it. <laughs> you got it. You got it. And and if they want to find out more information, just go to Masterpiece Coaching. Is that where you suggest? And check uh, it out. Yeah. Or more clients now, template.com will lead you to all the other all things. Well, thank you so much for being on. I know you had just a little bit of time, but we're we're glad to get a hold of any of that knowledge and uh, share it with our viewers and listeners. So uh, we greatly appreciate it. Um, hope to have you on again sometime and, and talk even more in depth. So thank you. Anytime. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.